tonight. We give God the glory tonight for everything that he's done, for every blessing that he has bestowed. We know he's still answering. We know God's still got a promise for his church tonight. And I want to turn your attention tonight to the book of Luke chapter 8, beginning in verse 49 through verse 56. I'm going to talk a little bit about the promises. Some people don't believe in the promises of God. <laughs> Some people mock the promises of God. Some people scorn at the promises of God. But I want you to know the promises of God is still as good today as it was then. Did you hear me? God is still as good as his word. And his word is as good as him. Amen? Amen? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. I hear people say, well, God don't answer. God don't answer. The first thing I tell them they need to ask, is there something there? The reason he ain't hearing? Amen? And sometimes we don't realize God don't come through just when we think he's going to come through. Amen? He comes through on time, not when you're looking. But I'm telling you tonight, you can't pay attention to the scorners. You can't pay attention to the mourners and the weepers tonight. They got to be put out. Luke 8, beginning in verse 49. While he yet spake, there come one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And I wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out. And you get that? He put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again. And she arose straightway. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. I want to go back into verse 53 and verse 54 for the heart of my message. And they left him the scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. I want to just minister for a little while tonight. And they left him to scorn. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear God, tonight, Lord, and we lift you up, dear Lord, tonight, dear Lord. Uh, Father, we just ask for your anointing, Lord, and we ask, Lord, for your touch, dear God, tonight. Uh, Father, this evening, Lord, we come asking for your great anointing uh, upon my lips tonight. Uh, Lord, I ask you anoint the ears of the congregation in here to hear this word. Uh, Father, we believe, God, for you to do the great and miraculous around here. Lord, tonight I'm asking you, Lord, to reach down, and I'm asking you, Lord, to touch lives and hearts and individuals. I'm asking you, Lord, in faith and believing God tonight uh, that you're going to reach down and do the miraculous. Lord, tonight we both stand on your promise. Uh, we stand on your word. Uh, and we give you the glory, dear God, tonight. Uh, we give you the praise and we give you the honor, dear Lord. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, I want you to know tonight they will always be critics. They will always be doubters. And they will always be scoffers uh, who will laugh uh, 
and mock at the promises of the word of God. Did you hear me? Not everybody is going to believe this word. They will be those who will come by, who will mock you, ridicule you, who will laugh at the very words of God saying, do you still believe the words of this book that is over thousands of years of age? Do you believe that? It's not for our time. And my reply and your reply is, it don't matter what you believe. The fact is, this word is still as true today as it was written thousands of years ago. Did you hear me? But there are always going to be those who will try to doubt you and who will try to impart unbelief into you. Right here is one of those cases found here in Luke chapter 8 verses 49 through 56. We see a situation where the daughter of Jairus had died and they were all weeping. They were mourners there, if you will. You need to understand in that time we, they had what you call paid mourners. That's what they done just to come and mourn. They would bewail her weeping and crying over this death. But as it, it, this was going on, as they were weeping and as they were mourning as they thought it was over, as they were doing what they were good at doing, mourning, if you will. All of a sudden, Jesus spoke a word right here. Jesus said, spoke these words, weep not. She is not dead, but she sleepeth. That's when these mourners, these people begin to ridicule. They laughed him. They scorned him, if you will. They were literally laughing at him, mocking the very words that he had to say right here. I come by to tell you tonight. I come by to tell some people in here tonight. Don't you listen to the mourners tonight. I've come by to tell you tonight. Don't you listen to the doubters tonight. Don't you listen to the scoffers tonight. Don't you listen to unbelief tonight. I've come by to tell you tonight that you don't have to weep tonight. Amen. I've come by to tell you tonight that if you can believe, then all things are possible to those that believe. I've come by to tell you tonight that the same Jesus that raised this one from the dead, this young lad from the dead, is the same Jesus that's alive tonight is sitting on the right hand of the Father this evening. This is the same Jesus who walks in our midst. The same Jesus that done this is the same Jesus that we are here together to worship tonight. The same Jesus that done this is the same one that we cry out to and call out to. Let me tell you, don't you listen to those scorners don't you listen to those mourners don't you listen to those doubters don't you listen to those that are full of unbelief tonight I've come by to tell you the only ones you need to listen to is the word of the Lord tonight the only voice you need to hear tonight is the word of almighty God don't you hear those mourners don't you hear those scorners and those that ridicule you because I tell you tonight. These people right here that was right here at Jairus' house, these that were mourning the thing they was full of was unbelief. Their whole, they were full of unbelief towards the words of Jesus and Jesus himself. This young, these mourners knew something. They knew this young girl was not in a coma, but she had actually died right here. They were thinking that Jesus was disputing this saying that she was sleeping ordinary. Jesus was not disputing that she was dead, but I'll explain that here in just a few moments. But I want you to know they had already been known that Jesus had been known for his miracles and his healings throughout. Despite this, these mourners are gripped by unbelief, so they refuse to consider the words of Jesus. Let me remind you tonight to man death is final but to God it's just a sleeping and a person could be a 
awaken. I like what Morris said. He said, what is death to men is no more than sleep to Jesus. But listen, they could not grip the words of Jesus. They were so full of unbelief. They were writing this little girl off. Their whole hearts, their lives, they were gripped by that spirit of unbelief, if you will. And I'm telling you, they could not believe the very words of Jesus. They've already written her obituary. They've already thrown her out. They've already said it was over. They didn't think Jesus could do nothing about it. But they were already mourning and weeping. They didn't believe that he could bring her back. They didn't believe he could have her resurrection right there. They were laughing at him. They were ridiculing him. And they were scoffing at him. What are you getting at tonight, preacher? I'm telling you tonight, I'm convinced that the reason we don't see the very more move of God in our sanctuaries because our pews and our pulpit pits and our classrooms are, are filled with those mourners tonight. Did you hear me? I'm convinced tonight that the reason we don't see more the miraculous of God and see God intervene and see God do great things is because our houses are full of unbelief. And I'll start in the pulpit. We got them teaching that God don't do this no more. God, this was just for a certain age and for a certain time. Then you got those that sit on the pew tonight that don't believe half the things the word of God says. Did you hear me? They don't believe thus said the Lord tonight. I'll tell you tonight what has gripped people what has gripped the hearts of man is a spirit of unbelief. You see, the Bible says we've got to believe it before we see it. But human tendency says what we are taught in the natural realm is you've got to see it before you believe it. Well, I got news for you. I got news for you. If you're going to see the miraculous, you're going to have to believe he can do it before you receive it. Did you hear me? If you're going to see God intervene on your behalf. You're going to have to believe it before you receive it tonight. Amen? What are you saying preacher? I'm telling you all too many times we're so un we're gripped by that unbelief that people no longer see what God can do. They don't believe the words of Jesus in the New Testament. They don't believe the words of the apostles inspired by the Holy Ghost. They don't believe what happened in the Old Testament. I got news for you tonight. I've come by to tell you tonight the God that was in Genesis, the God that was in Exodus, the God that was in Joshua, the God that was in Psalms, the God that was in 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, and 1st and 2nd Chronicles, the God of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the God of the, in the book of Acts, the God in 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and the God in the book of Revelation, the God of the whole of the 66 books of the Bible. He's still the same God tonight. Did you hear me? I said he's still the same God tonight. My Bible says he is still the same today as he was yesterday and forevermore. He was still the same as he was then as he is today and forevermore. What are you saying tonight, preacher? I'm I'm telling you we need to get unbelief out of us and start believing the words of Almighty God. But instead of believing Almighty God, we got them doubting the Word of God. We got them ridiculing the Word of God. We got them scorning and laughing at the very words of God. You see, I'm convinced tonight that people want death in their situations more than they want life. Because if you want life, there's only one one, one can give life and that is God tonight but let me tell you tonight let me just tell you because unbelief has gripped the hearts of man because unbelief has gripped many in the pews we don't see the miraculous like God wants us to see I'm convinced tonight that God wants to do the miraculous in our midst amen I'm 
convinced tonight that God wants to move in your life tonight. I'm convinced tonight that God wants to give you his best tonight. I'm convinced tonight that God wants to intervene in your situation tonight. I'm convinced tonight that God wants to give an outpour. I'm convinced tonight that God wants to have more healings take place. I'm going to remind you of something that I said last week. I want you to know something. God gets no glory in your sickness, but he gets glory in your healing tonight. Amen? I want to remind you tonight. God gets no glory in that problem that you got, but he does get glory from giving you victory over the problem tonight. But too many times we we are so gripped with unbelief we fail to believe what God says. We we listen to everything and everything else but God. We hear the mourners. We hear the weepers. We hear the doubters. We hear the unbelievers. And I'm telling you what has happened. The voice of the mourners, the voice of the doubters are crying loud, so loud we don't even hear the voice of Almighty God no more. Amen? Oh, I'm going to just jump a little bit ahead. How many know Jesus had to put all those mourners out? He had to put every ounce of unbelief out. I'm telling you, unbelief will grip you. Unbelief has gripped many. There's too many people that are going around a mourning tonight. We got a spirit of mourning. Gloom, doom, despair, and agony on me. I'm not going to have a hee-haw mourning spirit tonight. I'm going to have an attitude that my God reigns. Amen? I'm going to have an attitude that he'll move on my behalf. I'm going to praise him for what he's done. Amen? I'm going to praise him before I receive it. I'm going to praise him for healing me. I'm going to praise him for providing tonight. I got news for you. You sit there in unbelief and I'm telling you tonight God will not move. Amen? Oh, what these were right there at Jairus' house was a bunch of unbelievers. Hello? They were laughing at me. I see them now. I see them gathered together. I can see the talk of the town there, the talk of the group there. One looking at the other one said, he said, she wasn't dead. How crazy can he, this guy be? Hello? I can see that attitude. Amen? Oh, because they were laughing and ridiculing him. They were literally mocking him. We mocked the word of God. You got those who will laugh, who will doubt, who will mourn, take you crazy tonight. But I got news for you tonight. If you want to settle down in unbelief, I want to remind you about Hebrews 3 and 19 says, so we, so we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Israel could not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. And I'm telling you and I'm convinced once again that many times we don't see God break through because there's unbelief there. Amen? We don't see God do the miraculous because there's unbelief there. Amen? We don't see God intervene on our half because there's some doubt there. There's some laughter there. There's some ridicule there that said, oh, he can't do this laughing. Oh, just having a, a laugh at the very words of God. I've come by to tell you tonight. I've come by to tell you tonight that God still answers those prayers in faith tonight. I've come by to tell you tonight if you can believe then all things are possible to those that believe. I don't care how far it seems. I don't care how far it's gone. I don't care how bad it seems like it is. I got news for you. If you can believe Jesus tonight, I'm telling you he'll make it possible tonight. When you can believe Jesus tonight, I said the impossible becomes the possible tonight. I said when you believe Jesus tonight, you can take it to the bank that it is done. Amen? I said when you believe Jesus tonight, the dead's gonna raise, the lame's gonna walk, the deaf's gonna hear, the blind's gonna see. Those things that 
are broken are going to be repaired. Did you hear what I'm saying? When you believe Jesus tonight, I'm telling you, you don't have to fear. You just got to believe. That's the word, belief. You just got to know he's going to do it. Amen? You got to know he's going to do it. You've heard me many times talk about my little girl. She knows daddy, daddy tells her something, daddy's going to do it. Amen? If I tell her I'm doing something the next day, the other day she was wanting something, I said, wait till tomorrow and I'll send it to you. Well, the next morning, <laughs> it's already on, have you done it yet? <laughs> Amen? I'm telling you, she believes. That's faith. Listen, but what's gripped us? It's unbelief. Can I tell you what high unbelief has gripped? I'll tell you what the big problem is. I'm going to tell you why people are gripped by unbelief. Because the heart is hardened towards God. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? They harden their heart towards God. In fact, Hebrews 3 and 12 says, Take heed, brethren. Least there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Let me tell you what it means. The heart will harden when one will begin to refuse and listen and refuse to hear and obey God. What's going on today? Unbelief. Grip because people don't want to hear. They don't, they got, they harden their hearts towards God. Did you hear me? The hearts are hardened. Some people say, yeah, yeah, it is. The attitude of it. The reason people can't believe is because they got a hardened heart towards God. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? That's what happened to Israel. He's talking right here in Hebrews. He's talking about this was the idea that happened with Israel. They would not hear and they would not obey, and their heart got hardened from God, and the end result was they could not enter into the promised land. They could not enter into rest. They could not enter into what God told them they could have. Don't blame God. Ooh, can I stop here for just a few minutes? I get sick and tired of people blaming God. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I'm going to say this. Whoever get offended, get offended. But I'm not wrong on this. You're wrong if you believe this. There's, an, there's a teaching that's going around in the church today that you need to forgive God. Excuse me, when did God ever do you wrong? Hey man. Hey man. Hey man. Hey, man, when did God ever do you wrong? I'm telling you, even in Pentecostal churches, sometimes teachers, you need to forgive God when you get this out. No, you need to get on your knees and ask God to forgive you for that attitude. Hey, man, God ain't done nothing to you. Did you hear me? But people's hearts harden towards God. They blame God for all this. They blame God for all their problems. They never blame the devil. They never look in the mirror and say, this could be the problem right here. Hey, man. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Did you hear what I'm saying? Oh, he didn't come through right on time. We're just going to throw up the towel and just give in. I've come by to tell you God don't work on your time. I've come by to tell you Jesus don't revolve around you. Hello? We revolve around him. There's a big difference. Too many people think God revolves around them. But what happened with Israel And when they begin to refuse to hear and obey God, it brought them to where they had to keep staying in the wilderness. They could not enter in there because their heart had been so hardened with unbelief. Unbelief had gripped them so strong that they could no longer hear what God was saying. They wouldn't, God was speaking, but they wouldn't hear and they wouldn't obey. Oh, don't even get me started here. And we people want to know why God ain't moving in our midst today. I'm going to talk to an American church right here. I'll tell you why. 
because too many, we've been so accustomed in this country to rely on technology, to rely on the hands of man. We forgot God out of it. We're so accustomed to unbelief not seeing it. We just think it's the norm. You want me to tell you the norm, biblical norms, is for God to be moving among his people. Did you hear me? I got news for you. The book of Acts ain't a book of suggestions. It's a blueprint for the church of the day. We're in fact, we're still in the book of Acts. The book of Acts don't end until the church is took out of the way. Did you, hello? What was going on there? What's going on? Should be going on today. But what has happened, we've allowed unbelief that we think there's certain things that just ain't going to happen. We think it's final. We think it's sealed. And we look, read the Bible and we just think, well, that was just for that time. No, remember. No, 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 no. It wasn't just for then. It's for today also. Amen. Mark 16, 16. Go on, read that. Read on down through there. Jesus said, greater works shall you do since I returned in my name, since I returned unto the Father. But yet they are those who are literally mock the words of Christ. They are those that are sitting there with unbelief, doubt, scoffing, laughing at the very promises of God, saying, God, don't do this. God ain't going to do this. God ain't going to do that. Well, when you got that attitude, no, God ain't. Did you hear me? If you're sitting there saying God's not going to, God ain't going to, well, hello, God ain't going to. Hello? You got to, you got to believe his word. You can't be fearing. You got to believe. That's what the Bible says right there. Instead of believing, many are weeping. Instead of having faith, many are fearing. Unbelief has gripped the hearts of many till they no longer believe the words of God. They laugh and scorn at the idea that God could do this. Well, if you don't get nothing else during my tenure here, you, I want you to get that when you can believe God, that all things are possible. Amen? That if you can just trust God and believe God and stand there and not listen to the unbelief, the doubters and the skeptics, then all things become possible. What are you telling me tonight? I'm telling you tonight, you're going to have to do like Jesus done. What did Jesus do? Well, let me just go back and read what he done right there real quick. He put them out. And listen, those that had left him to scoring, knowing that she was dead, and listen to verse 54. And he put them all out. Did you get that? In essence, he threw the doubters, he threw the laughers, he threw the scoffers, the mockers, those that were filled with unbelief, he threw them out of the house. And let me tell you, this wasn't a gentle thing. I like what Kenneth Weiss said about it. It, must have, it was a forceful ejection. And almost like when he cast them out right here. How many remember when he went into the temple and cleansed it? He overthrew them tables with force. And when Jesus cast them out right here, the thought was he didn't do this gently. He used force and cast them out. They had to be gone. They couldn't be no doubters there. He didn't want the unbelievers there. Listen, he ejected them from that place. He ejected them. From, they were unworthy to see a wonderful work. They were too busy mourning, laughing, and scoffing at the word of God. And Jesus said, I'm not putting up with this. I'm going to do the miraculous, but they've got to get out of here. And let me tell you, when Jesus put them out of there, you can argue with me all day, it was not no 
easy objection. He didn't say, y'all need to leave, boys. Wait just a minute. I ain't got nobody to demonstrate this on. He, I believe he told them. I believe he took force. When you study it out, you'll find out this is what it went through. That he took force and he removed all them doubters out of the way. What are you getting at? I'm telling you, if we're going to see the miraculous hand of God, all the doubters has got to be gone. If you're going to see the miraculous in your life, you've got to remove every trace of doubt, unbelief, mockery out of your life. It, but you, I'm telling you, you can't just tell it. Go on, please. You've got to use a little force and take those things and say, get out of here. Amen. I tell people, if you're going to come and speak death to me, I don't want to be around you. Amen. Did you hear me? God's got something great in store for your life. But you can't surround yourself with those that have a critical spirit. Oh, I'm on to something like that. If I'm looking for God to do something in my life, I'll use you. Oh, this is going to be good here. She keeps telling me God ain't going to do it. You're going to have to go. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to hang around with somebody that's got a critical spirit and let them feed that attitude in my spirit. Do you get what I'm telling you tonight? You're going to come to me and tell me that God ain't going to do something. God can't do this. God can't do that. I'm going to tell you go on because I don't want to hear it. Because I don't need that kind of spirit being poured into me. I need somebody that's going to pour the word into me. Amen? I need somebody that's going to bear witness and edify me and join in agreement with me. Amen? Amen? Do you get what I'm saying? I'm going to get, I want somebody that's got that right attitude, got that kind of faith, believing God can do it. I don't need those that's got that critical, bad attitude that it's over. There ain't nothing going to happen. God's not going to do it. Stay away. Take that critical attitude and go on hee-haw or something and find somewhere else somebody have a pity party with you. I've come by and tell you today, I believe God tonight. I want to surround myself with those who agree with me on the word of God. I want to surround myself with those that have faith. Amen? I want to surround myself with those that want to hear the words of God, who are standing on the word of God. Too often we allow these critical spirits to come into us. And I'm going to tell you real quick, be careful of who you hang with. Be careful of your inner circle. Amen? Be careful of those you allow to pour into you. I'm going to tell you something. I don't let just anybody pray for me. Amen? Amen, I'm just going to tell you that right now. I don't let just anybody. I've had people give me a word from the Lord. It wasn't no more than a word from the Lord and something to get off TV. Amen. Go on, shake your head and say, that's not going in my spirit. Then I've had somebody I knew it was right with the Lord. They'd give me a word. I knew it was right on time. What I'm telling you tonight is simply, you got to watch the crowd you hang around with. Jesus put these mourners out. He didn't want them hanging around there. Did you hear me? He took some people of faith in there. Amen. He didn't just, he told them, he said, you're getting out of here. I don't want your critical spirit around. I don't want your doubters around. I don't want you laughers and mockers around. Listen tonight, church, I'm coming by to tell you this evening. I've come by to tell you tonight, you've got to watch those that pour into your life. You've got to get, you, get, you, you better watch some of the preachers you watch on TV. 
I'm not going to mention no names. You better watch some of the things that you allow to come in. Because I have turned on TV some preachers before, and I've heard them talking about God don't do the miraculous and do things like that anymore. I don't want to hear that mess because the God I serve still does miracles tonight. Amen? Amen? I've had people laugh. You believe that? Yes, I believe that. Yes, I believe Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And let me just tell you tonight, if you can believe Genesis 1 and 1, you should be able to believe the rest of the book. In the beginning, God. Let's just stop right there. If you can believe that part, you should have no problem believing everything else. But yet Jesus got rid of these doubters. He got rid of these scuffers and mourners, if you will. Told me something. Jesus didn't like that attitude. <laughs> Amen. They had to go. And I'm telling you today, because I'm telling you what's going to happen. If you hang around with that, you're going to have that unbelief filled in your heart too. Amen. You hang around, you start listening to those that doubt you. You get somebody telling you God ain't going to do it, God ain't going to do this, God ain't going to do that. Turn them off. Hey, man, you know how some of these women do when they want to tell you to shut up? They put their hand up in the face. You need to do that to them. Hey, man, hey, man. Sometimes you like to, <laughs> listen. But yet, we allow these things, we allow these mourners to come in our life. We allow these doubters to come into us. I need somebody that's going to pour the word in me. I need somebody that's going to give me the word. After all, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. And how many know the word of God is life and not death? Hey Amen. That's who I need to surround myself with. Jesus put them, put them all out. Some of you need to put all the negative out. Some of you need to put all the gloom, doom, despair out. Some of you need to quit weeping and quit, quit fearing and start believing tonight. Amen? Listen, think about the words Solomon wrote by the Holy Spirit in Proverbs 18 and 21. He said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It. Whatever, whatever you eat thereof, that's what you're going to get. Hello? Hello? Too many people like death. That's the negative. They want to write it over. They want to write it final. They want to say, it's done. Ain't nothing more you can do about it. Give up. Throw in the towel. Just throw it up. Give it in. Amen? Amen? That's what they want you to do. That's negativity. I'm telling you what you need to do tonight. You hear me, what you need to do. You need to say, I'm not listening to that. I'm digging my, I'm putting myself in, and I ain't going to be moved. I'm standing on the words of God tonight. I'm not hearing your negativity. I'm not hearing your mourning. I'm not hearing your weeping. I'm not hearing your mockery. I'm not wanting your unbelief. I'm standing on life. I'm standing on the word of God tonight. I've come by to tell you, get out the negative out of your life and let the word of God take root there. But Jesus removed them all. He didn't leave a trace of one in there. Every one of them that was full of unbelief and doubt were removed. Just a little bit of unbelief can hinder you missing your miracle. Just the doubt will cause you to miss out on receiving from the Lord. Did you hear me? Just one little thing of doubt and unbelief can cause you to miss out. You got to have it in your mind that I'm going to keep on, keep on, keep it on. I'm going to remove all traces of doubt. 
I'm going to move all traces of negativity. I'm not listening to the critics. I'm not listening to the mourners. But I'm going on with Jesus tonight. I'm going to trust the words of Almighty God tonight. Did you hear me? I'm going to believe God this evening. Amen? I'm going to believe the Lord tonight. I'm going to believe the report of God tonight. Remind you, garbage in, garbage out. You pour garbage in, your garbage coming out of you. What are you getting at? I'm telling you, too often we want to believe the negativity. We want to hear that, and I'm telling you, if we want to see the miraculous, we got to throw every trace of negativity out of the house. Amen? Amen? Amen, I'm going to say something strong right here. You hear me. If you pray for me, I'm going to say this strong. You, some may not like this, but I'm going to say it. If you can't believe, don't pray for me. Amen? If you got unbelief, I don't need it. I need somebody that can believe and agree with me. Amen? I need somebody that can agree with me. I don't want to hear, I want all doubters, all the doubters, the mourners, the scoffers, those negativities that come in your life. If you want to see the miraculous, you got to get rid of them. Amen? What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, you can't let people pour into your spirit the negative. You need to have people in there that's building your faith, rooted, that has given you the word of God, that says, I'm going to stand with you, and I'm going to believe you. I don't need somebody that's writing my obituary already. I don't need somebody that's telling me what <laughs> the bad report. I just need the report of God. I need somebody to stand with me and bind with me on the report of God. Amen? How many know the report of God is good? The report of God says you got a promised land. The report of God says he'll do it. The report of God says he'll see you through. The report of God says he'll heal you. The report of God says he'll take care of you. The report of God said I'm not finished with you. Amen? Listen, you got to get rid of all those negative things that will hinder you. You get those travel. Let me tell you something. I can't help a traveler to come coming by, but I sure don't have to take them in. Jesus wasn't going to put up with the laughing. He wasn't going to put up with the scorning. He was getting ready to do the miraculous. But he had to cast all those mourners out. He had to cast all those doubters aside. He tried to force them out of there. That way he could go in there and do the miraculous to be done. What are you getting at, preacher? I'm getting down to my final point right here tonight. My Lord, it don't seem like I just started. But listen what I'm telling you. When, you begin, when the doubt gets out, when the scuffing and the mockery gets out, can I tell you what's going to take place? The miraculous will take place. Did you hear me? I said God will do miracles in your midst when the doubt gets out of there. Let me tell you, they were crying and weeping that day, but let me tell you, all the tears the mourner were, show, were weeping that day did not move God, Jesus. Hello? Their weeping didn't move him. The weeping didn't move him. Faith was what was going to move him. Faith. Notice he goes back and says, fear not. Believe only. And she shall be made whole. He's already told him, fear not. Just believe only. She shall be made whole. We go back. And he said he took her by the hand and called saying, maid, arise. And her spirit came again. And she arose straightway. See, I think this is a picture of what can happen when all traces of doubt and unbelief and mockery are removed from one's life. We can still see the miraculous power of God take place in that life. Ordinarily, men would say, 
that since she was dead, it was too late. But not with Jesus. He was right there able and ready to meet their emergency. He was ready to defy them mourners. He was ready to defy what they said was impossible for them to do. Let me tell you, it wasn't based on fear. It wasn't based on weeping. It was based on faith. Do you get that? I want to explain something real quick. Marcy, you can get ready to come. But I want to explain something. Faith is not saying one minute, proclaiming it, and the next minute, doubting it. That's wavering. That's unbelief. That's wavering in between the two. That's wavering. Faith said, I'm standing on it. I don't see it yet, but I believe it. Jesus is coming by. I'm telling you, you got an emergency tonight. Weeping's not going to move him, but your faith will. Fearing is not going to, your fear ain't going to move him, but your believing will. Hello? Hello? You're going to have to say tonight, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to put doubt, unbelief in my way. I'm going to dig in and declare, thus said the Lord. I'm going to believe what the report of God has said. Amen. I'm going to believe the report of God tonight. Because I'm telling you right now, the same Jesus that was there defying all of the odds, despite what the mourner said could not do, he was ready to move in that emergency scene and defy everything they said could not be done. How many know Jesus defies what they said could not be done? <laughs> like man's laws. People say things are impossibilities. I want to remind you something. It was God who wrote the laws of gravity. It was God who wrote the laws of physics. And if he wrote the laws, he's got a right to break the laws. Did you hear me? Amen. I joke with these girls up here, Jazz and Sister Marcy. They tell me that I'm late. And I use, I use this as an example. I say, I'm the boss. I'm the shepherd. I can be 10 minutes late and still be on time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, I tell Marcy, I say, you're, you're my help, so you got to be on time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 6.30 is your time. If I'm five minutes late, you know, but it, it's a picture, just joking there, aside. God has a right. He can override those laws. Amen. What we think is impossible. He defies that impossibility. What we think is impossible with man, the Bible says all things are possible with him. He stands there ready to defy any situation. If you can believe him, let me tell you the impossible becomes into the realm of possibility. Did you get that? If you can believe him, your, impossibility, your impossible situation gets into the realm of possibility. Why? Because it puts Jesus in it. There ain't nothing I can do other than believe him. And that's all we need to do to make the impossible become possible. But when I put Jesus into that realm, that's when that impossibility gets into the realm of possibility. We got the basis on faith. Faith. Not fear, not weeping, not tears, but faith. Faith in a proper relationship with God. Did you hear me? I want to say this strongly. You got something hindered in your life, it will hinder the move of God in your life. Amen? You hear me? We covered it in Bible study. You don't hear the prayer of the sinner. 
but the repentant prayer. There are things in our life that can hinder us. When we refuse to hear God and obey God, it hardens our heart, and that's sin. Amen? Amen? But I'm telling you, when everything's in order, and you can believe God, you'll, put, you'll make the impossible get into the realm of possibility and the miraculous I have to be in place because Jesus gets into the realm. Everyone's standing in here. Who would say in here tonight, despite all odds, there's still Jesus. Despite the circumstance, there's still Jesus. Despite the diagnosis, there's still Jesus. Yes, there's mockers and weepers. There's doubters who will laugh, who will scoff at the very promises of the Lord tonight, who will tell you to throw in the towel, who will tell you to give up and it's over. You need to throw them out of there tonight. Some of you's got some doubt. It needs to be gone. I've come by to give you an altar call like this. Get the, the Lord says, get the doubt out of your life. Put that doubt out and let him come in. Let the doubt get out. Let the mourning, the weeping, let all that get gone. Put it out and believe what Jesus is saying. Believe his word tonight. Because if you can believe tonight, if you can believe tonight, if you can believe tonight that I'm telling you, you're going to see the miraculous. You'll see God do great and mighty things if you can believe tonight. But the doubters, you don't, you don't need to listen to the skeptics. You don't need to listen to the young believers. You don't need to listen to the mourners. It says it's over. Throw those out. Throw those thoughts out. Get rid of those things. Don't listen to those people. Write them off and say, I'm going to believe the Word of God. I've come by to give you a word tonight. If you can believe, then all things become possible. If you can believe, Jesus gets into them situation. If you can believe, Jesus will move in your life. If you can believe tonight, Jesus. I said, Jesus. 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 Jesus will move right there. You're going to have to stand your ground and say, I'm digging in. I'm not doubting. I'm not weeping. I'm not mourning. But I'm believing. I'm throwing those things out. And I'm going to believe Almighty God. I'm going to believe the words of Jehovah Jireh that he will do what he said he would do.